Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Fujitsu and the UK Postal Service knew about bugs in Fujitsu software that sent UK postal workers to jail from the time when the Postal Service started using it. Apple sold between 160 and 180,000 Vision Pro devices over the weekend, and analysts believe Apple could sell as many as half a million units in 2024. The police are using DNA to create 3D sketches of what a suspect might look like and running the results through facial recognition software. And Apple has agreed to let developers use third-party payment processors outside of the App Store, but still wants a 27% service charge for the privilege. We've got all this and more for you in episode 114 of The Tech John. From Columbus, Ohio, I'm your host, Rob Dunwood. Hey, coming out of Philly, it's your girl, Tech Life Steph. And out of Atlanta, this is Terrence Gaines, a.k.a. Brother Tech, a.k.a. If a contractor says everything is fine, everything's going to be nice, everything is not going to be fine, and everything is not going to be nice, <laughs> some contractors over to the house doing some work, and if you don't pay for a project manager, you are the project manager. I don't like to stand over people's shoulders. I don't like to, you know, micromanage, but some people, you got to be on top of them because stuff will happen. And luckily, I was out just happened to be doing something and happened to look and be like, hey, what are we doing about this? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, everything's fine. No, <laughs> no, that don't look right. <laughs> you about to do something worse that's going to be this much work, more work to fix. Tell me what's going on here. So, yeah, that's lessons learned for me personally. It's like either I'm going to be the project manager and I'm going to stand over your shoulder or I'm just going to pay the more money and get the dude who is the general contractor who I tell him what to do. He tell the people what to do. <laughs> so here's my question. Did they hit you with, well, what happened was. Before- I caught it. I-, I caught it before they, it looked like they was about to start doing something. I'm like, Hey, what's going on? Oh yeah. No, no, no. What were-? I'm like, all right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> if I wouldn't have been out here, y'all would have got halfway through this thing. And then I would have came out and caught something. So like I said, luckily I just happened to be looking and saw, you know, what was going on. But um, luckily, like I said, I caught it before they got to the point to where they had to hit me with the, oh, well, you know, so, so. And that's the thing. Contractors are just, it's so hard to find good, good help is really hard to find, as they so say. It is. Um, But my, and it's my fault because the the people that I'm looking for as a contractor, I'm looking for somebody to say, hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing for this project, right? I'm looking for a contractor to say, oh, that's dope. You know what else you could look into? Or have you thought about this? Or uh, I don't know if that's going to work. You know, let's try this. Versus most contractors, they can do everything. Do you do drywall? Yeah, I do drywall. Can you do uh, painting? Oh, yeah, we paint. We do everything. It's like, nope, I'm not looking for somebody to do everything. I'm looking for somebody that 
for a specific project tells me what they can and can't do and gives me some inspiration. You know, give me some ideas. You but know, see, versus, that's, the, that's where yeah. you need a designer. Yeah, I was going to say, you need a designer in, in there, for that. Yeah. Whatever. Like contractor is just execution only. And, the designer and, is the one that's going to bring you the options and, you know, and that's what I'm consider, looking for. Yada, yada, yada. Because these cats, to their, to their strength, they do exactly what I tell them to do. Nothing more, mm-hmm. nothing, nothing less. more, they, nothing less. No. Hey, mm-hmm. um, I got a question. Did you want to do Mm-mm. Mm-mm. do it? And I just happened to be out there and I caught it. <laughs> yeah. You, you want a designer or you want a general contractor who has yeah. the services of a designer yeah, to come in and say, want. well, you know, mm-hmm. if you did this, it would be better in, in this particular mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. No, no. They, oh yes, yes. Oh yes, yes. Mm-mm, nope. <laughs> If anybody yeah. tell you yes to everything, question it all. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> so y'all, for those for those who are watching, this is the Tech John. This is what week is this? We're the third week of January. It's still it's still funny to me that it is it is 2024. But let's go ahead and get into some of these tech stories. The first one, I don't know how much of this y'all have had the opportunity to read, but Fujitsu. And the post office in the United Kingdom are state tripping. Oh, um, awesome. yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is this is one of them stories to where it literally sounds like this is something that will happen here. But this is happening in the UK. So so let, let me just bring everybody in. Fujitsu in 1999, that is what, 25 years ago, put a system out to do whatever it does at the post office. They knew when they installed the system. That there were bugs. They knew what the bugs would do. And what the bugs do is it miscounts money. The post office was made aware of these bugs. But what did the post office do? They ended up arresting and jailing many of these 900 people that they arrested and have asked for restitution. 900 postmistresses and postmasters, or such as a subpostmistresses and subpostmasters at the post office for mismanagement of money or straight up money laundering when they knew that the software was faulty. So they sent in folks to jail in some cases for years. In other cases, they're being found guilty and they have to pay restitution for money that they never stole. It was the system misplacing money that they knew what had happened. And it's a big, giant, long story. We're not going to go through the whole thing, but it's just like, how does this happen to where you actually have the company knows that the software is bad and the post office knows that the software, but the post office to me looks worse here because they actually had their lawyers change testimony of Fujitsu people who were saying, well, you know, the software is buggy in this way and the, the software may actually be miscounting the money, not your people. The post office, knowing that they've got this buggy software to save face, they let these folks get arrested, get charged, convicted, and some go to prison. What say you? Well, I mean, that just goes to show you that, you know, the the bullshit we deal with here in America is not unique to <laughs> America. You know, the, the last paragraph of the of the piece said you've had marriages fail. People commit suicide and a horrendous impact on people's lives. And you you didn't know that that kind of thing could happen or did you know and didn't care um, is is the probably more likely outcome of this. I, I, I imagine 
there were probably, I look at this like the insurance company, you have actuaries that kind of calculate how many deaths can we tolerate before, you know, we have to actually fix this part on this car or recall this car. You know, they make that, that trade off with people's lives. And it sounds like what the postmaster in the UK was doing and, and, and Fujitsu together kind of made the trade off. Like how often is this thing going to fail? Um, and how many people are we going to accuse and, and send to prison versus the, the work to fix? The yeah, the, the work that the software is going to do in the first place. So it's mm-hmm. just like it, it sucks because, you know, like I said, it, it's not unique to, to this country. Um, you know, the value of, of human life and, and the well, capitalism, basically. Well, and that's what I was going to say. Not necessarily human life in general, but which human life? The millionaire or the people right. at the top or the little postal right. worker. And they're right. like, postal worker? Nah, we cool. <laughs> now, now, if, if a somebody, of go to jail, eh. Now, if the post office, post office dude that got jail was he was related to some big wig at some major company or major part of policy over the UK, oh, this would have been squashed immediately. But they did the numbers, like you said, Steph, and they said, oh, they're just post office workers. Nobody will miss them. You know, we'll be all right. Better to ask for forgiveness and permission anyway. So let's do it. But here's the thing. This wasn't nine people that they allowed this to happen to. It wasn't 19. It wasn't 90. It was over 900 folks. Over 900. So it's like, you know, okay, if if you're a big corporate, you know, you know, a, a big corporation, you're the evil company doing this. Okay, I could see if it's like Enron or something. I don't even, I don't even want to say because I don't I want to you know, so let me take that back. You know, Enron, you've never been accused of doing this. I want to take that off of you. But if you're some big bohemian con- company that does these kind of things to people, then I can see that. But this is actually the government that's supposed to be looking out for the folks. The government? The government <laughs> is like the government we is know. supposed to be looking out for folks. Like where you, I, hey, where, you where they do that at? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking maybe it's different in the UK than it is here, but it's like no, you not. actually know these people are innocent. You know they're innocent. And you're arresting them because your software is buggy and you don't want to take the heat on. Well, we put a buggy piece of software out there that is that is miscounting numbers. So what are we going to do? Let's go get these regular people who just work in regular jobs and let's send many of them to prison. Let's charge all of them with mishandling this money and let's get the money that we never actually lost back from them. That that is you, you know what? You, you, you hear the phrase going postal. This is enough to make it actually happen. Well, and then it says so far only 93 convictions have been overturned and thousands of people are still waiting for compensation settlements. It's, it's like they not even trying yeah. to fix it in any sort of timely fashion. So mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, it, it sounds sounds about capitalist. This one kind of shocked me. I was like, I, I was just not expecting that the, the post office would send 900 of their own people to prison, not prison, to 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 charge 900 of them to send dozens and dozens of them to actual jail over this. That is that is but I don't want to say it's mind boggling, but it's just they getting away with it. They've been yeah. doing it since 1999. So they yeah. feel like like this is we lose a couple a year. That's just the cost of doing business. Yeah. So like I said, I was shocked. So I was like, because I, I was like, wait, they did what? 900 that I, I literally had to go find a second source because they, they can't have done this to 900 people, but no, they did this to over 900 people. Yeah, they can. So y'all, this little device called division pro went on pre-sale last week and it, uh, it actually, depending on how you look at these numbers, 
it, it looks like it did pretty well. So the rumors were from various analysts that they were expecting that Apple was going to they were going to sell anywhere from 60 to 80,000 Vision Pro devices. They actually had pre-orders for over 180,000. So that is a that's a good number. Now, to keep everything in perspective, that 180,000 is 0.007% of all the people who have Apple stuff out there. So it is a very, very niche product, but still 180,000 devices that I'm still struggling to find out what they're for, what the business critical issue that they solve I'm saying, is. Mr. Snob OS, you, you copping it, Snob OS? What's no, up? no, because I ain't got 3,500 sitting around like that, number one. And when I, like I said, at the beginning of the show, just had contractors out. So my little 3,500 went to the contractor's job outside. So I ain't got that money. And two, this is Apple. We talking about baby. You don't need an excuse or a reason to buy it. If it's Apple, not. it's the first of its kind. People, there are many people probably bought two, one to keep in the box. So 10, 20 years from now, they can list it on, you know, um, it goes on. What is, what is it called? Who bid auctions mm-hmm. and get sixty, seventy thousand $70,000 for it. And then the other one to actually be like first, so they can put up their little YouTube videos and little, little social media posts of them. Mess it with the thing. Look, this is Apple, baby. This is what they do. <laughs> yeah, that's that's great. That thirty five hundred is 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 just and that's crazy and, and that's just, to me. And that's, that's a just, start. That's the base, start. Base Apple price. Care. Uh, Apple cares like a couple hundred dollars for this thing, and I ain't spending. Well, the, the case the case is one hundred and fifty dollars, and then you get there's the, a battery um, holder thing. Is like uh, extra the thirty five hundred like, is just for the the low one. Just if you want more device. memory, yeah. it's like they go up to like forty two. It's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I was like, this is like a solution looking for a problem. They ain't got no Netflix on there. You can't get no <laughs> YouTube on that, John. Like, what am I even getting this for at this point? If I can't do the things that I'm really going to want to do, I just, yeah, I, I don't, I don't see it happening. Saying, I don't see it happening. Definitely. I was one of the first people to get one. Um, speaking of people. So our first show of the year, we had Terrence, your co-host, Nika Monfort on. And she was kind of on the fence. So I, I sent her a text message today asking her if she, if she copped one. She ain't got back yet. But do you, you got any inside information? No, um, but she big money grip. <laughs> you got it like that. Not you all no, in our wallet like no, that. No Stay kids, out our pocket. No, no responsibility. Stay out that girl's pocket. You don't know what kind of responsibility. No, you got. so we were um, on our show on Friday. She was um, still up in the air about it. Um, she's got some other stuff going on. So I don't know. I'm, I'm leaning on. I don't think so. But again, like I said, you know, who knows? <laughs> yeah, that's great. I didn't really like the idea that they need to scan your face for the headband. Because now that, you know, and I know Apple's very good historically about data and protecting people's data and security and things like that. But that kind of didn't leave the best taste in my mouth either. Um, But that thirty five hundred dollars is just I I just can't see. Yeah, I I just can't see. spending. Well, so that brings up a good point, because Nika, one of her um, arguments pointing towards not getting this one is because there are rumors. I don't know how true they are. But there are rumors that maybe six months, eight months down the road, they're going to come with a more augmented reality version that's not as bulky, that doesn't have all the features, doesn't have all the different options as far as storage, doesn't have all the battery pack options. So it may be shorter amount of time uh, as far as recording and usage and things of that nature. But that may be half, maybe twelve to fifteen hundred dollars. So she with her thing was, I'm not about to spend 
$3,500 plus if you add on all the things just for a six, seven, eight months down the road, they come out with the the less expensive version for only $1,500, $1,600. So that was her one of her arguments. Well, they're going to have to do something because this just is not something that's going to get mass adoption at this price point. It's just not. It's just there's not enough people it's in this too, country too that expensive. can afford. It's, it's way too expensive. So they're definitely going to have to do something. Um, you know, whatever that timeline looks like, there there will have to be a cheaper version of this if they expect to sell. You know, and, may, and maybe they just always maybe Apple's okay with this just being a niche product, which is kind of unlike Apple because mm-hmm. they want everybody to buy everything all the time, right? right. But maybe Apple's like. With VR in general, is still kind of niche. So they're mm-hmm. okay with just, they've surpassed their numbers that they said they were going to surpass. And maybe they're okay with that. Yeah, I still I still think that Apple is doing what they said they were going to do. The technology is there for us to build this device, so we built it. And we're going to leave it to developers to figure out why the device exists. Now I'm paraphrasing. Apple didn't say it exactly like that. But if you look at their the, the things they have said, they are hoping that a developer comes up with some crazy I, application I, 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 that makes everybody say for a problem. exactly that that is exactly what they are hoping for but i've been I, i've been on this since i first heard about it apple is apple if they said that they thought they were going to sell 60 80,000 they knew well let's go ahead and make about 500,000 of them and, and sell out of those so people will want them and can't get them as compared to let's let's make a whole bunch of them and then they're sitting on shelves or sitting in warehouses when we got to lower the price. I absolutely believe uh, two things are true. There is no reason for this to exist and there's no reason for anyone to buy it other than Apple wanted to create it. And people who have the disposable income want to own it. And, and I don't have a problem with it. I, I have never had a problem with, you know, the reason I want this thing. There's no need. I want that's the need. I wanted it. You know, why did you get it? I'm grown? I pay for it. You know, that's, that's all you need to know. So I have no problem with people who, who go out and get it. But I do think that, for, you know, the way Apple's going to do this, it's going to look like this is selling like crazy. I, you know, I think that eventually they're going yeah, to get to the point to the where numbers look like it's popping. Because one of the things that they said in this article was that, well, these numbers aren't necessarily as good as they are because the, you know, the actual delivery date hasn't moved back. Well, it's just it's just been a weekend. And once again, they're not selling millions of these things. Um, tens of millions of these things, they're selling hundreds of thousands of them. So they're making, you know, so they may be able to go through a run of half a million without having to move the date back just because that's all that they've done. And the only reason they would need to move the date back is because, well, we need to manufacture more of these, but they were never expecting to do that in the first place. So I think that Apple is really going to do what they thought they were going to do. And uh, like I said, I just hope some developer comes out and figures this thing out. Right. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hold up. 
So, uh, so, so this next story, Steph, I know you stuck it in here, but Terrence, you was talking about it earlier in the day as well about DNA being used to do facial recognition. This what one could possibly go wrong. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> right. What could possibly? I mean, because the actual facial recognition, where they where they go and they scan people's faces, that works so brilliantly. So let's do this. Let's let's actually take DNA from the crime scene and use that to generate a composite of what someone should look like based off of this DNA. Steph, since you put it in here, I'm gonna let you go first because yeah, yeah, it's, it's some straight up some straight up bullshit basically. So a company called Parabon Nanolabs uses DNA and machine learning through a product called snapshot called a snapshot phenotype report. It's not a photograph. It's a 3D rendering that bridges the uncanny valley between reality and science fiction, a representation of how the company's algorithm predicted a person could look given genetic attributes found in the DNA sample. So they had a bunch of different uh, sort of phenotypes that they would look at, eye shape, skin color, face shape, hair, you know, these different things that they said they can pull from the DNA to give you this 3D model of what a person's face is going to look like. That's already problematic because it's hella sketchy. But now what law enforcement are doing are taking that model that report that snapshot that 3d image and running it through facial recognition software which we know has you know astronomical rates of failure and and you know just getting it wrong error especially for communities of color so um they're they're doing it and they're not uh you know they're not hiding it. It's funny. I went to the website of that company, Para, mm-hmm. what is it? Parabon Labs, Nano Labs, Parabon. And it's when I, when I do tech tips, cause you know, for everybody listening, I do tech tips occasionally to help people stay safe online. And I tell people to look out, especially like during Christmas time. I'm going somewhere with this. Just, just, just stay with me for a minute. You know, in times like Christmas and, and, and different things when people do a lot of online shopping, one of the biggest tips I I give them is to stay away from websites that just look sketchy and, you know, stick to retailers, you know, like Best Buy and whatever, stick to major retailers and, and stay away from This is a website that I would have told people to stay away from. <laughs> if you look at their website, it looks so bootleg. And so like there's ads on the, on the side banners and, and random, it, it just looks so low budget. And, and bootleg for a website that is supposed to be this, you know, DNA, genetic, highly technological and, and scientific thing. These are the people that are doing this. That's, that's number one. And then the fact that police and law enforcement don't have a problem with using what is, you know, just arguably sketchy material to then try and and identify suspects in in police cases. It's it just like you said, what could possibly go wrong? I mean, it really is just a recipe for complete disaster and breakdown of um, the way they solve cases. And if we don't catch it and call it a thing, a thing, they're going to keep doing it because this particular story in Wired, they backstory a cold case back in 1990. Um, some lady was uh, dead and sexually assaulted in Berkeley, California. Uh, fast forward to 2017. Um, the, the 
detectives or the police department decided to send this DNA over to Parabon Labs. Parabon Labs did their thing, came up with a 3D rendering. And then the um, that brought up new news, new interest in the cold case. The police department said, you know, uh, should we put this 3D rendering in the news? Of course we should. So they put it up in the news of the 3D face of Parabon, whatever they created this sample. And then, like Stephanie said, again, on the low, didn't really make it public. One detective had the bright idea. It's like, hey, we have this face. Why don't we just run it through facial recognition? You know, ran it through facial uh, facial recognition and then try to come up with a see if they could find somebody who matched <laughs> this created, you know, uh, 3D face using facial recognition. And then again, they went back and, you know, um, the story talks about how this is wrong on so many ways. But again, they w- kept it on the low and just tried to do it and see what would happen. Yeah. And, and it, it's funny. And you can also go on the website and see some of the matches they did themselves. I guess they had some people that volunteered their DNA. They created this snapshot mm. 3D. They don't look <laughs> like, I'm just like, they don't look nothing like these people. There was one, I think there was one in there of a blonde woman. Hers looked like her. And there was a brunette woman that if you squint, you'd be like, okay. The rest of them, first of all, they didn't have any people of color, number one. We'll just start with that. No people of color. And the rest of them did not look nothing like the person's photograph who they were matching this against. And it's so it's just like just, you know, I, and I don't want to say junk science necessarily, because I think there is some um, benefit to this on some level, just not on this level. So eight year, according to the story, eight years later. After generating scores of face predictions for law enforcement, some of the Parabon Nano Labs clients see little to no reason to mm-hmm. not consider. Oh, they're going to do it. The FBI, all of them. Yeah. Officers at all. The yeah, officers at all departments that Wired contacted said it should at least be an option. Right. So he, this this is this is not a conspiracy theory. This is just what Rob thinks is going on here. So. You got DNA at a at a cold case or a warm case. It could be a case that's going on right now, but you know, you, you got DNA evidence and you think you know who did it, but you don't have enough evidence to tie that person to being there. So you can't get the warrant that would mandate, let's go check this person who who we think might have done this. Let's go check their DNA to see if it matches up. So what you do is like, and I you know, like I said, I'm I'm being somewhat facetious, but not really, because I'm wondering. Does Parabon systems, do they say, well, what do you want this person to look like? I, you know, I, I, I literally like, thinking, point, what do you, you want this person to look like? Create the face you want and just run it and be like, yep, he looks just like that. So you know I, what I, mean? I know these two guys, they, they are identical twins. And w- when they were young, they looked very, very, very similar to each other. I mean, you, you, I couldn't because I didn't see them regularly. If they wanted to trick me, they could and, and fool me and, and, you know, as to which one was which. But once they got to high school, in fact, you know, towards the end of high school, one of them actually started bodybuilding. And now that they're in their early 30s, one has body you know, has been a bodybuilder for like the last 13, 14 years. Mm-hmm. And he's 5'10", but he's probably 260 pounds. And is a heavyweight bodybuilder. The other one is also 5'10", but he's probably 195 soaking wet. 
and they look nothing like each other anymore. One of them spends enormous amounts of his time inside of a tanning room because, you know, he likes to, you know, like to have that bronze, that bronze look to him. But he has an identical twin brother that if you look at them and you say we're identical twins and you look, oh, yeah, I kind of can see that. But it's not even something that you would guess. You wouldn't even necessarily guess that they were brothers at this point. They look so different from each other. But their but their DNA is pretty similar I give you, uh, because I they're identical give, twins. I give you a step further. I clicked on this story while you were while we were talking. A new report from Georgetown Law Center of Privacy and Technology has uncovered widespread abuse of the New York Police Department's facial recognition system, including image alteration and the use of non-suspect images. In one case, (laughs) listen to this. In one case, officers uploaded a picture of the actor Woody Harrelson based on a witness description of a subject of a suspect, rather, who looked like Woody Harrelson, according to them, the search produced produced a match and the match suspect was later arrested for petty larceny. So they use special recognition and say, hey, this dude that did it looks like Woody Harrelson. So let's all- just run Woody Harrelson through the system. And, <laughs> and, and they've been doing that with the with the sketches, too. They mm-hmm. run this. They run the police sketches through yeah, facial, facial recognition, recognition. systems it to try crazy. to find people. So it's just like. I I don't know. I I know facial recognition is a huge issue in this country. And I know there are, you know, a lot of organizations lobbying our federal government to try to put some sort of protections in place. And we definitely need to, you know, get this thing on state ballots as referendums because mm-hmm. it the, the technology is just so flawed that you you really can't. It, it it really seems unethical at this point to use it for this purpose when you know how bad it it doesn't work. Yeah. So so just just to recap and make sure that everybody was listening and they understand what these folks is doing. They're taking DNA and they're using that DNA to build a model of what they think the person might look like based on these d- genetic markers. Which can already be wrong. Which can already be wrong. But it's not a picture of the person. It's just a 3D model of, well, this is what their head might be shaped like. They would have blonde hair. You know what? I I should actually throw this in here. How does DNA account for when somebody colors their hair? How does does DNA account for for when someone tans? Has has facial hair. You you can't tell. DNA ain't going to tell you if they got a beard or a mustache. And how it's going to take you if I scrunch my head up like this all the time when I'm talking, it creates these lines on my face and all of the the normal uh, things that attribute to what you look like. That's not in your DNA. (laughs) And I don't know what necessarily what this company is using now, but at the at the time of the writing of this article, it says the company, the models are trained on the DNA of more than a thousand research volunteers and paired with 3D scans of their faces. If that is the data set, that ain't enough. That's that's another huge red flag. You ran this on a thousand folks. It's only 8.1 billion of us on the planet, but the, these thousand are going to be, you know, th- this is a good representation. So, yeah, this this is just one of them stories. It's like, for real, y'all y- y'all are doing this. It's the yeah. same. As, it's very similar to the Fujitsu story. It's yeah. like you you literally are going in knowing 
the technology is going to be wrong more than it's going to be right. And the technology is flawed and it doesn't, it misidentifies way more people than it needs to. You're going in knowing that the technology is flawed and you're doing it anyway. And it's just like, how do we fight that? How do we fight that in in this country and, and anywhere else around the world? It's insane. So, y'all, this next story here that we're going to talk about is something I, I literally just threw in here right at the last minute. But Baltimore based fund Latimer Ventures announced plans for a culturally competent mini accelerator called Latimer House. The 60 day program aims to strengthen businesses, attract investment and build a network for founders with the shared experiences. What are those founders with shared experiences that the Latimer House is particularly aimed at? Black and Latinx founders. So I'm not going to read the rest of this here, but basically my question to you is that we've all heard, we've talked multiple times about the Fearless Fund, the fund in Atlanta started by black women that is aimed specifically to work with black women and it's funding as far as giving them, I believe it was like $20,000 grants. And you had the American Alliance for Equal Rights. That's the dude that I think what he became famous for was going after affirmative action in mm-hmm. colleges. Well, you know, you know, he runs this, this organization and they went after uh, fearless fund and, you know, fearless fund initially won the court case, but then it went to the appeals, the 11th circuit court of appeals. And now there's an injunction temporarily and, in, you know, enforced against fearless fund to where they cannot give these grants to these, to these black women. So I'm wondering with, uh, Latimer house, could you see something similar to where they, they very clearly state that they are specifically, you know, targeting black and Latinx founders, but well, I'm just wondering, is, is the language say, a little different? They're not only targeting them. That's just who they're primarily targeting. Is, is that going to be enough to get them off the hook? Probably not. But at the same time, uh, they say particularly aimed at black and Latinx founders. Maybe the particularly aimed part would be the no, one. No, I'm, I'm actually looking, I'm looking at LatimerHouse.vc right now. Mm-hmm. And it says accelerating you to your next growth stage. Latimer House is an eight week intensive program for black and Latinx founders oh, that helps go. them get come. to their next growth stage, whether it's, whether that's funding or their first enterprise customer. So they are very clear mm-hmm. um, at who they're targeting with this, with this house. Uh, it, it'll be, yeah, it'll definitely be interesting um, who, and it says, and, and, and the FAQ, I'm looking at the FAQ right now, who is the ideal applicant for Latimer House. The ideal applicant is a Black or Latinx founder with a well-defined problem they are uniquely positioned to solve. Based within the U.S. and focused on the U.S. market, they should be within five years of their founding date and have raised less than $1 million from any source of capital. Hey, man, you know, they the whole thing about bootstraps, they do they really want to pick us up by the bootstraps or they, not those kind of bootstraps? They don't. They don't. <laughs> um, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see if anybody goes after them. Um, I just got a uh, uh, technically technically is a um, newsletter that mm-hmm. is nationwide. It's like technically Philly, technically whatever mm-hmm. whatever city it's in. It's it's a newsletter for what's going on in tech. And I literally am looking in my inbox and the technically Baltimore newsletter is about Latimer's first cohort. And it says meet Latimer's first cohort. So um, maybe this may be too small a, a potato for mm-hmm. this guy that likes to try to, you know, bully um, organizations like too this. Too small. But, Fearless Fund like was doing getting, twenty thousand, twenty thousand dollar grants. 
So too too small doesn't no. Not, and not and now small. that they've gotten some some press around it, you know, I think the spotlight is going to be on them. And I think I think people are just like, you know, maybe maybe the the solution is to um make this dude exhaust his resources by yeah, that's a good you, idea. You, you yeah. wanna you wanna good, keep doing it? We're gonna keep doing these good organizations. Luck. Good luck with but, that. What is he going to run out of first? Or what will be run out of first? Organizations trying to do this good work or money funding the work that he's trying to overturn? Yeah. Sadly, I'm going to go with the latter. Yeah. Well, listen, I guess they figure we're going to get as many as we can in before we get shut down. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So no, I, I I applaud the work, but it's just like I even felt kind of some you know some kind of way about even bringing this story up. I was like, well, wait a minute, this is this is like hitting all kind of news stories now, so we can go ahead and talk about this because I don't want the tech job to be responsible for putting them on somebody's radar. But yeah, this is. I mean, here's the thing: I don't think that most level-headed folks. This doesn't matter your political leaning or anything like all that. Right, but, all right, but, Rob. But most level-headed people would all say. Right. Just 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 hear me out. Most level headed people would actually look at numbers and say, well, yes, it looks like there are significantly fewer black and brown people doing these kind of things. So if we're going to tell them to pick themselves up by their bootstraps and they actually are doing that. We're going to go in and shut them down. Yeah. Yes, yes, they are. And it's, you know, so let me be clear. It's a fully, you know, my 51 years on, on this planet, in this country, I, this is, I fully expect that this is people are going to, you know, re- respond to this. But they keep saying that there's, there's, there's level headed people out there. I'm just, I'm just trying to find some of them because this, this is nuts. It's like, pick yourself up by your bootstraps. Okay. Let's do that. But you can't do that because you now are only focusing on the people that need to be picked up by the bootstraps. You need to you know, you can't do that. You can't focus on just on, on just those folks. That's uh, you know, that's against the law. And it's like, what about all these other laws that was in place? Well, we're not talking about that. We're talking about this. Right. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things to where you know, it's, it's disheartening because these funds do they do very, very good work. There is a problem with black and brown uh, founders just not being able to get funding with black and brown founders not getting the mentorship that they would get. Well, let's put a program in place to do that. Uh, that's that's not where we want to go. Um, that is not the case yet here with uh, Latimer House. They have not been sued to my knowledge at this point, but it's just, you know, I, I see it coming. I, you know, I, I see exactly what happened to Phyllis Fund happening to them. I mean, it's 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 the hypocrisy of this country, right? Like, you know, we don't want to teach the history. We we want to lie. We want to cover up. We want to, you know, down with CRT or whatever when that's not even a thing. And and it's just it's just the more it, it's America. <laughs> Welcome to America. Mm. Yeah, I want I want to save a comment for the after party, but we're gonna move on to this next story here. So so y'all, this one is this one is just funny to me. So let me give you some backstory. Epic games has been suing Apple and Apple has been suing Epic games now for years. And the reason Epic games is suing Apple is because everyone who uses an iPhone should know, maybe you don't, but if you want to install any apps on your iPhone, you must go through the app store in order to do so, except for they're making a change down in the UK. We'll talk about that maybe in another episode. But in addition to that, any app that you want to purchase that is for sale, it used to be that you had to do this through the app store 
on the iPhone. And Terrence, correct me if I'm mischaracterizing anything. But what Epic was suing for is that, well, you're forcing us to go through your store and you're charging 30 percent. Like, you know, you're, you're going to get 30 percent of everything that we make to go through your store. Well, we don't want to go through your store. Let us use our own store so we don't have to pay you the 30 percent. And Apple has basically flat out said no. Well, the way that the courts have ruled, because a lot of Apple of what Apple wanted, Apple got. But they did say, but you cannot force someone to use your app store. You have to allow third party app stores to be used on the iPhone. Well, so real quick. It's it, it this law enables Epic to send people to a third party payment processing hey. site. Yes. So then if I want to subscribe. I can click in the app store. It takes me to, let's just say Netflix for argument's sake. Well, Epic, since we're talking about Epic, takes it to Epic's payment store. I put in my credit card or PayPal or however we want to pay. And then Epic processes the payment transaction when before Apple wanted all that done on their website or on their sites. So Apple has acquiesced because the law said they had to. So you can now buy in your I'm thank you for correcting me. That's why I asked you to do so. So you're still getting the app via the app store, but the payment processor is no longer the app store. They have the option to do it. They have the option if they want to have the option to link to an external site. So this is what the folks over at Apple decided. All right. Y'all could do that. Now, remember, they charge hella petty. They charge 30 percent. They charge 30 percent to do this in the app store. If you use a third party payment processor, they're charging 27 percent. So here's the thing. If you actually use a third party payment processor, you're probably going to end up paying more for that app there than you would if you were to just go through the app store because they're going to charge something that, you know, the third party processor has to make some money as well. And everyone is livid on this. I mean, the whole Internet is mad at Apple for doing this. And it's like you forgot Apple was a bunch of gangsters with how they're going to run their ecosystem. It's like we're going to do it the way we want to do it until the law says something otherwise. Right. So the 27 percent feed, basically the way it works is Apple doesn't automatically take that. Apple is requiring third-party developers who use this option to send Apple reports on how many people go to the site and all these other things, but also how many people actually do the transaction. And based on those reports, Apple will then bill them for the people who actually did this option to the tune of 27%. So I just want to make that little indication there. Even if you go to a third-party website, Apple and got their hands on that. But Apple is requiring, if you do this, you got to send us the reports of all the people doing that so we can then bill you for this 27% or 12%, yeah. depending on whether you're a, mm-hmm. uh, you're a part of Apple's business developer or whatever the case may be. And they are, you know, putting, it, looks, it sounds like they're going to do like a pop-up or some sort of um, notification before you leave the app to go pay for your in-app purchase. Like, hey, like, they, they're going to scare the bejesus warning, out of you to make you, warning, 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 Will Robinson, warning. Danger, Will Robinson. Say, you know, you're leaving the site and, 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 you know, we can't guarantee your security if you go to the site and they're going to make it like labyrinthine to, to get to that payment Thing. And they're Apple's being real petty with this. They really, really are. I mean, I, I I'm like, I, I mean, I, I don't necessarily feel any kind of way about it, but because again, capitalism. But they're being super, super petty about this. Super petty. The only, not the only. Um, if I am 
to side with Apple. And I'm not saying I am because I agree. <laughs> Apple's gangsta on this one, right? <laughs> but not just gangsta. We talk about them old dudes that went out from New York to uh, to Las Vegas to start them casinos type gangsta. I'm talking about real, <laughs> real made. It's like Apple is the, epic with what they're doing, pun intended. The only way I could see Apple try going this route or trying so hard to hold on to it is because let's just say for argument's sake, something does happen and some janky ass developer messes up on the link and sends somebody somewhere and their data gets stolen, right? These people are going to go straight to Apple Absolutely. And sue them, class action lawsuit. You know, Apple gets class action lawsuited every week, it seems now, because of something or the other. So Apple's almost like, well, if you're going to sue us, it'd rather be something that we actually did wrong versus some mom or some some kid and got on and ran up the Epic thing because they got an iPhone. Mommy goes and sues Apple. So Apple's like, nah, we're going to keep all that in-house so we can deal with it versus dealing with something else. That's the only way I could see. Uh, that's the only argument that Apple has is we want to make and sure that, we protect our, that's our actually, users. Yada, yada, that's yada. legit, yeah. especially considering the level of security you get when you use an Apple product. Um, that's that's legit. That's, that's a legitimate, you know, argument. But um, still. And maybe doesn't need to be 30. 30% is a lot. Like, that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> that's, that's a that's, lot. That's they, a heck of a shoot. You know, I that's feel a, like a if, they, if they had been willing to renegotiate that, and I know there's like a tiered system there mm-hmm. for what are considered larger and smaller app developers, but mm-hmm. if they had been willing to renegotiate that, mm-hmm. I think we they probably could have settled that lawsuit Right. Well, years ago, you know, well yeah. before it got to this point, but 30% is a lot of money. So, so here's the thing, and maybe we should, we'll, we'll do on a, on a upcoming episode, we'll talk about some of the stuff that's going on over in Europe right now in the EU with what they're doing with their digital, digital markets act and how they just changed a lot of laws on how big companies like Apple, like Google, like Amazon, how they have to now operate. So over there, you're going to be able to have a third party app store eventually just last week or so apple announced that oh yeah so that we don't get sued you know and lose potentially billions of dollars we're going to now allow third-party wallet apps to use our nfc so if you think about it you you can't use tap to pay with anything on an iphone other than the apple stuff but that's not going to be the case over in the eu because the eu has changed some laws and apple now has to open this up other laws that are changing over there nope you now you now have to allow other app stores on your platform you now have to allow other payment processors so app this you know terence your scenario is an easy fix for apple just allow people to download apps outside of the app store on their on their platform you're going to do it in other places of the world and i'm assuming you're going to try to make it as safe and as secure for folks to be able to do it why not do that everywhere uh, because that's not going to stop people from suing apple yeah they're going to leapfrog w- whatever little payment funky little payment processor point of sale thing and they're like what's the big fish apple's the big fish 
We coming for you. Even if the rules and the laws say you can't do that, can't do that, that don't stop nobody from suing nobody. It doesn't. Sure. But but here's what's going to happen though, because you know you can sue. You, well, you can attempt to sue anybody for anything, anytime, anywhere here in, in, in the U.S. at least. But what's going to happen is that a lot of these are just never going to go to court. It's like, well, you're suing Apple for something Apple had no hand in. It's like you installed a third party application on your phone. You then put your information to that third party application. And now you're suing Apple because of something you did with something completely not Apple. I, I get it, but that's not going to make it into court. I'm, I'm not a lawyer, nor do I play one on the internet, but that's not going to make it into court. But um, it makes it in the press. Right. Yeah. And the press yeah, will right. pick up on the it. The court like, of public Apple opinion. Safe. Apple ain't safe. Yeah. Apple ain't protecting people like they used That's to. That's right. The yeah, court of so. public opinion is, is a very powerful thing. So but, it's true. But that that all being said, Apple is epic in their gangsterness on this. And like I said, pun intended, because it's like, all right, we go, we're going to hear to the law. We still want 27 percent. And, the you know, so people are saying, well, how is Apple going to enforce that? Let Apple find out that you ain't giving them their money. What's going to happen? Your app is no longer available on the app store. You want you want 70 <laughs> percent of something or 73 percent of something nothing. or 100 percent. of nothing. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So, y'all, this is another this is another good tech job episode that we have had this week. We don't have any spotlights this week. Well, we had one last week. Now, I do believe and Steph, you could tell me if this is something you want to work on. I want to try to get one every week in Black History Month. Why? Because of Black History Month. So so yep. we, we, so normally we try to keep it to a spotlight a month, but I think we want to have four next month. And uh, yep. so so we, we, we can work on that. But we don't have anything this week. I do want to let folks know how they can support the show. If you would like to support the Tech John and look cool while you're doing it, head over to the techjohn.com forward slash shop. That's the Tech John the tech j-a-w-n for slash shop where you will be able to find all kinds of swag we've got hats hoodies t-shirts mugs mice pads tumblers and more all branded with our tech john logo once again head over to techjohn.com forward slash shop and pick yourself up some of the newest hotness that we just added this year so that's one of the ways you can support the show by just wearing a sweatshirt t-shirt hoodie hat all mouse pad mice there's all, all kind of things they've added some new stuff in our store over there so go check it out so with that being said Tech Life Steph, why don't you tell folks how they can get at you? You can follow me all around the web at Tech Life Steph or check out my website at stephaniehumphrey.com or pick up the book, Don't Let Your Digital Footprint Kick You in the Butt. And you can find me all over the internet at Brother Tech. That's B-R-O-T-H-A-T-E-C-H. And since Rob mentioned Nika, uh, Nika Montford is, we are, I am one half of the Snob West cast. So every week we drop a new episode every Friday where we talk all things Apple and then some. So go to snobwestcast.com, find out all the information there. And just to put this out there, I am holding Nika to this. If she does end up getting one of these Vision Pros, she got to come back on the show and wear the device as she's doing the show. Well, we we, we got the exclusive for that. So you have to wait till after hours. Uh, you show. wait till after, but we, we, we water back. <laughs> And y'all, I am at Rob Dunwood on all the things, and we are also at the Tech John on all the things. So come holler at us however you holler. Until we meet again in a week's time. Peace. Peace. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. 
That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.